Welcome back, people. A new semester, a new Monday, a new discussion, and a new episode of Mads Podcast. We hope you guys had a blast during holidays and are safe and happy during these lockdown times. Okay, so let's get on with today's topic. What's on the menu, Chris? So uh, let me tell you first how I got this idea in mind. Uh, I was having Christmas dinner with my family when suddenly my cousin started telling us how big companies aren't transparent with the use of our information and deliberately misuse it. Sitting right there and listening to that conversation, I got the idea to incorporate security and privacy issues in analytics as the topic of our next episode. We will also be touching on some big data aspects related to this topic. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What do you mean they aren't transparent? Isn't consent kind of required to use our personal information? So how can they? Well, keeping human rights in mind, it is necessary to have consent before using anyone's personal information. And that is why today we, are, we will be unfolding this big truth of the big analytics world and show a light on how these companies do this and also how to keep your data safe. First of all, let's talk about how data analytics work. Does anyone know? Okay, so let me take it from here. First, analysts get different types of data in quantitative or qualitative form. And then they use models or techniques to analyze the patterns or trends within those data sets for understanding targets' needs and making those predictions. The more practical example would be photo gallery in our cell phones, like how our photos are categorized into several albums based on the particular locations, a certain time period, or special figures in the photo. This is only a simple photo classification, but how is our phone system able to do that? That is possible due to descriptive analysis technique which is about rearranging and interpreting the raw data information collected. Every photo we took was endowed with some special meanings like wonderful memories in Toronto or some fluffy and cute creatures. Since every information on the internet could be transferred into data, no matter if it is a number, a text, or even the photos that we're talking about here. However, after praising how these intelligent devices become better at mind reading and making our life easier, we might uncover some concerns. Continuing with the photo classification example, we might question when we took those photos, we didn't proactively open the locate function. So how did the system have an idea of our location information and then it's data classification under the table. Thus, we have our topic for this episode, which is security and privacy issues existing in today's analytic and big data areas. Oh, so do you suggest that the social media platforms also exploit our data like personal photographs and information? Well, it is possible. The availability of, our, of the information in social networks is commonplace and users are often unaware of just how much information they reveal when they use resources such as Twitter. A single 140 character tweet can contain nine kilobytes of metadata about the user, including their followers, their background, and potentially their location. To make matters worse, it is easy to find patterns in these data sets through data mining and exploiting um, of big data infrastructures. This can be done directly through its content or indirectly from the metadata and geospatial information that is often associated with data. That is increasingly commonplace phenomenon due to uh, the omnipresence of mobile devices with location-based services that are now available. See, it all comes together. As you said it, I recalled reading an article stating huge data analytics scandals of Facebook and Cambridge back in 2018. Senior executives at Cambridge Analytica, including its CEO, Alexander Nick, were caught on camera, suggesting the firm could use sex workers, bribes, and misinformation in order to try and help political candidates win votes around the world. 
The reports also sought to outline how the data of millions of Facebook profiles ended up being given to Cambridge Analytica. I can't believe it. How did Facebook manage to gather data of millions of people altogether? Well, they developed a psychological test and paid Facebook users to take this test, thus mining 50 million profiles for data. This data was then circulated to Cambridge Analytica, which allowed the firm to build a software solution to help influence choices in elections. No, like that sounded like a really huge data scandal to happen so fast. Yeah, and now that I think of it, it is possible that similar to the scandal, most of the time we are not going to be told what types of or and how our information is used for those uh, data analysis. Analysts could directly analyze the comments or pictures posted on the internet and evaluate posters, emotions, and attitudes. In this way, we may feel insecure to share our life on the internet, since we have no idea whether our posted selfie, our locations, and other personal information is being used by data extractors behind our phone screens. Once all of this private data information is uh, exposed to the public, our daily life might be pulled into a huge chaos and unsafe situation. See, some people might perceive that disclosing personal data could actually benefit them by increasing their access to personalized, potentially enhanced services that otherwise they would be costly to obtain. Yet, the negative consequences of disclosures include risks of unauthorized access, whether due to those data breaches or unauthorized data sharing with other firms, unknown to the person itself, could lead to identity theft or other data abuses. Moving on to the larger picture, in the market perspective, leaking business secrets to the competitors would become a huge risk since the analytic companies have already had a picture of how a company performed in its past. But I believe that this problem could be avoided by setting up boundaries for companies. Authorization of using the personal information and data posted on the public online community to do their business analysis or other business aims such as applications like text analysis. You guys uh, know that the General Data Protection Regulation, also known as the GDPR, is a legal framework being used to set up and provide guidelines for the collection and processing of personal information from individuals who live in the European Union. The GDPR now requires firms to provide consumers with transparent explanations about the data they collect and how they use them, as well as grant consumers some control over the disclosure. In turn, consumers can make more information decisions about whether to share information, thereby affecting the amount of data disclosed according to whether a firm provides a detailed explanation or not. Well, I think it is best to have some concerns from the government related to data breach and privacy issues. That for sure will help reduce the situation of panic and chaos. Making it a criminal offense has been one of the most effective steps taken by the government in the case of data privacy issues. On another note, I really think we should talk about big data analytics. What do you guys think? Sure. Uh, so this basically is a wider version of data analysis being adopted by companies. These new methods of applying analytics certainly can bring innovative improvements for businesses. For example, retail businesses are successfully using big data analytics to predict the hot items each season and to predict geographic areas where demand will be the greatest. Let's look at it this way. Consider data analytics like a book where you can find a solution to your problems. On the other hand, big data can be considered as a big library where all the answers to all the questions are there, but it is difficult to find the answers to your questions. Hmm, <laughs> that was a really good example, Rachel. I never really looked at it that way. 
I have also heard that the power of big data analytics is so great that in addition to all the positive business possibilities, there are just as many new privacy concerns being created. With so much data and with powerful analytics, it can become impossible to completely remove the ability to identify an individual if there are no rules established for the use of anonymized data files. Also, if data masking is not used appropriately, big data analysis could easily reveal the actual individuals whose data has been masked. Organizations must establish effective policies, procedures, and processes for using data masking to ensure privacy is preserved. Since big data analytics is so new, most organizations don't realize there are risks, so they use data masking in ways that could breach privacy. In today's world, many resources are available, such as those from IBM, to provide guidance in data masking for big data analytics. So true, Rajul. Big data analytics can be used even to try and influence behaviors. There are many ethical issues with driving behavior. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. For example, in the movie Avengers Endgame, Thanos wanted to snap his fingers with all the Infinity Stones to remove 50% of the universe population, without taking into account the affected lives of all the individuals involved. He only thought about the existential bare factors of humanity. Or, spoiler alert, sorry guys. In Spider-Man No Way Home, when Peter Parker wanted to disappear, he didn't take into account the multiple variables of the multiverse. And look where it left him! Back to the real world, the big data analytics, if not carefully used, can have drastic impacts. The potential to reveal personal information because it is not illegal, but can still damage the lives of individuals, must also be considered. We must also consider the results of these tools that might not always be entirely accurate. As a result, organizations can make bad decisions and take inappropriate and damaging actions. When decisions involving people's lives are made based on inaccurate or flawed models, they can suffer by being denied services, being falsely accused or misdiagnosed, or otherwise be treated inappropriately. However, based on the need of having more thorough and precise analysis, the storage and data leaking becomes a huge concern to the society. Continuing with the example of the data scandal of Facebook, millions of users' data stored in the Facebook system were hacked and exposed to the public online community, including users' phone numbers, identities, etc. Even though those databases were old and unused at that moment, the data itself was so personal that totally should not be disclosed to the public. Apparently, after this disaster, every company should reconsider how they can efficiently ensure and improve the security for all the databases they are storing. But the question becomes now, is using only two-factor authorization or trying to add more steps into the user verification enough, which has become the new method to protect data? Sharing databases between companies is more common today. From a positive perspective, this means the heavy burden of securing databases will not be concentrated in only one company. But on the opposite, this also means the databases are flowing in the entire business market. The databases are already everywhere, which means the difficulties of keeping all the databases safe are rapidly increasing. While the U.S. White House, the Federal Trade Commission, and others have recently expressed concern about the privacy risks that are created while using big data analytics, there are no legal requirements for how to protect privacy while using big data analytics. Yeah, I've read many studies and articles. I've not found any company that indicates they will delete these big data repositories. In fact, all they have indicated is that they instead 
typically view them as infinitely growing repositories. The bigger, the better. As more data is collected and retained, the more easily analytics will be able to determine more insights into individuals' lives. Size doesn't always matter, but I guess in this case it does. All of this is so momentous and an eager need of remedy. We thought that this was a big topic and also an important one to make all of you aware of. So we hope that these last 15 minutes might help you avoid some data breaches further in the future. And towards the end of our discussion today, I believe that all of us are more aware of the true world of data. It was our honor to talk on such a wide and important topic. I would also like to thank you guys and our research team for making it possible for this hot topic to be discussed. I would surely think twice before accepting cookies of different websites popping up on my browser. Also, as your TD Campus Ambassador, I encourage you to start looking into data analytics internship opportunities, which are currently posted and deadlines are closing at the end of this week. Feel free to reach out to me with any questions. If you want to know more about data privacy issues, the 10 references for this podcast are currently posted in the description box. Follow us on Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel and our Spotify for more updates. Goodbye, everyone, and good luck with all of your exams and assignments. Welcome back, people. A new semester, a new Monday, a new discussion, and a new episode of Mads Podcast. We hope you guys had a blast during holidays and are safe and happy during these lockdown times. Okay, so let's get on with today's topic. What's on the menu, Chris? So uh, let me tell you first how I got this idea in mind. Uh, I was having Christmas dinner with my family when suddenly my cousin started telling us how big companies aren't transparent with the use of our information and deliberately misuse it. Sitting right there and listening to that conversation, I got the idea to incorporate security and privacy issues in analytics as the topic of our next episode. We will also be touching on some big data aspects related to this topic. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What do you mean they aren't transparent? Isn't consent kind of required to use our personal information? So how can they? Well, keeping human rights in mind, it is necessary to have consent before using anyone's personal information. And that is why today we, are, we will be unfolding this big truth of the big analytics world and show a light on how these companies do this and also how to keep your data safe. First of all, let's talk about how data analytics work. Does anyone know? Okay, so let me take it from here. First, analysts get different types of data in quantitative or qualitative form. And then they use models or techniques to analyze the patterns or trends within those data sets for understanding targets needs and making those predictions. The more practical example would be photo gallery in our cell phones, like how our photos are categorized into several albums based on the particular locations, a certain time period, or special figures in the photo. This is only a simple photo classification, but how is our phone system able to do that? That is possible due to descriptive analysis technique, which is about rearranging and interpreting the raw data information collected. Every photo we took was endowed with some special meanings like wonderful memories in Toronto or some fluffy and cute creatures. Since every information on the internet could be transferred into data, no matter if it is a number, a text, or even the photos that we are talking about here. However, after praising how these intelligent devices become better at mind reading and making our life easier, we might uncover some concerns. Continuing with the photo classification example, we might question when we took those photos, we didn't proactively open the locate function. So how did the system have an idea of our location information and then it's data classification under the table. Thus, we have our topic for this episode, which is security and privacy issues existing in today's analytic 
and big data areas. Oh, so do you suggest that the social media platforms also exploit our data like personal photographs and information? Well, it is possible. The availability of our of the information in social networks is commonplace and users are often unaware of just how much information they reveal when they use resources such as Twitter. A single 140 character tweet can contain 9 kilobytes of metadata about the user, including their followers, their background and potentially their location. To make matters worse, it is easy to find patterns in these data sets through data mining and exploiting um of big data infrastructures this can be done directly through its content or indirectly from the metadata and geospatial information that is often associated with data that is increasingly commonplace phenomenon due to uh, the omnipresence of mobile devices with location based services that are now available see it all comes together as you said it i recall reading an article stating huge data analytic scandals of facebook and cambridge back in 2018 Senior executives at Cambridge Analytica, including its CEO Alexander Nick, were caught on camera suggesting the firm could use sex workers, bribes, and misinformation in order to try and help political candidates win votes around the world. The reports also sought to outline how the data of millions of Facebook profiles ended up being given to Cambridge Analytica. I can't believe it. How did Facebook manage to gather data of millions of people altogether? Well, They developed a psychological test and paid Facebook users to take this test, thus mining 50 million profiles for data. This data was then circulated to Cambridge Analytica, which allowed the firm to build a software solution to help influence choices in elections. No, like that sounded like a really huge data scandal to happen so fast. Yeah, and now that I think of it, it is possible that similar to the scandal, most of the time we are not going to be told what types of or and how our information is used for those uh, data analysis analysts could directly analyze the comments or pictures posted on the internet and evaluate posters emotions and attitudes in this way we may feel insecure to share our life on the internet since we have no idea whether our posted selfie our locations and other personal information is being used by data extractors behind our phone screens once all of this private data information is uh, exposed to the public Our daily life might be pulled into a huge chaos and unsafe situation. See, some people might perceive that disclosing personal data could actually benefit them by increasing their access to personalized, potentially enhanced services that otherwise they would be costly to obtain. Yet, the negative consequences of disclosures include risks of unauthorized access, whether due to those data breaches or unauthorized data sharing with other firms, unknown to the person itself. could lead to identity theft or other data abuses moving on to the larger picture in the market perspective leaking business secrets to the competitors would become a huge risk since the analytic companies have already had a picture of how a company performed in its past but i believe that this problem could be avoided by setting up boundaries for companies authorization of using the personal information and data posted on the public online community to do their business analysis or other business aims such as applications like text analysis. You guys uh, know that the General Data Protection Regulation, also known as the GDPR, is a legal framework being used to set up and provide guidelines for the collection and processing of personal information from individuals who live in the European Union. The GDPR now requires firms to provide consumers with transparent explanations about the data they collect and how they use them, as well as grant consumers some control over the disclosure. 
In turn, consumers can make more information decisions about whether to share information, thereby affecting the amount of data disclosed according to whether a firm provides a detailed explanation or not. Well, I think it is best to have some concerns from the government related to data breach and privacy issues. That for sure will help reduce the situation of panic and chaos. Making it a criminal offense has been one of the most effective steps taken by the government in the case of data privacy issues. On another note, I really think we should talk about big data analytics. What do you guys think? Sure. Uh, so this basically is a wider version of data analysis being adopted by companies. These new methods of applying analytics certainly can bring innovative improvements for businesses. For example, retail businesses are successfully using big data analytics to predict the hot items each season and to predict geographic areas where demand will be the greatest. Let's look at it this way. Consider data analytics like a book where you can find a solution to your problems. On the other hand, big data can be considered as a big library where all the answers to all the questions are there, but it is difficult to find the answers to your questions. Hmm. <laughs> that was a really good example, Rachel. I never really looked at it that way. I have also heard that the power of big data analytics is so great that in addition to all the positive business possibilities, there are just as many new privacy concerns being created. With so much data and with powerful analytics, it can become impossible to completely remove the ability to identify an individual if there are no rules established for the use of anonymized data files. Also, if data masking is not used appropriately, big data analysis could easily reveal the actual individuals whose data has been masked. Organizations must establish effective policies, procedures, and processes for using data masking to ensure privacy is preserved. Since big data analytics is so new, most organizations don't realize there are risks, so they use data masking in ways that could breach privacy. In today's world, many resources are available, such as those from IBM, to provide guidance in data masking for big data analytics. So true, Rajul. Big data analytics can be used even to try and influence behaviors. There are many ethical issues with driving behavior. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. For example, in the movie Avengers Endgame, Thanos wanted to snap his fingers with all the Infinity Stones to remove 50% of the universe population without taking into account the affected lives of all the individuals involved. He only thought about the existential bare factors of humanity. Or, spoiler alert, sorry guys. In Spider-Man No Way Home, when Peter Parker wanted to disappear, he didn't take into account the multiple variables of the multiverse. And look where it left him. Back to the real world, the big data analytics, if not carefully used, can have drastic impacts. The potential to reveal personal information because it is not illegal, but can still damage the lives of individuals, must also be considered. We must also consider the results of these tools that might not always be entirely accurate. As a result, organizations can make bad decisions and take inappropriate and damaging actions. When decisions involving people's lives are made based on inaccurate or flawed models, they can suffer by being denied services, being falsely accused or misdiagnosed, or otherwise be treated inappropriately. However, based on the need of having more thorough and precise analysis, the storage and data leaking becomes a huge concern to the society. Continuing with the example of the data scandal of Facebook, millions of users' data stored in the Facebook system were hacked and exposed to the public online community, including users, phone numbers, identities, etc. Even though those databases were old and unused at that moment, 
the data itself was so personal that totally should not be disclosed to the public. Apparently, after this disaster, every company should reconsider how they can efficiently ensure and improve the security for all the databases they are storing. But the question becomes now, is using only two-factor authorization or trying to add more steps into the user verification enough, which has become the new method to protect data? Sharing databases between companies is more common today. From a positive perspective, this means the heavy burden of securing databases will not be concentrated in only one company. But on the opposite, this also means the databases are flowing in the entire business market. The databases are already everywhere, which means the difficulties of keeping all the databases safe are rapidly increasing. While the US White House, the Federal Trade Commission, and others have recently expressed concern about the privacy risks that are created while using big data analytics, there are no legal requirements for how to protect privacy while using big data analytics. Yeah, I've read many studies and articles. I've not found any company that indicates they will delete these big data repositories. In fact, all they have indicated is that they instead typically view them as infinitely growing repositories. The bigger, the better. As more data is collected and retained, the more easily analytics will be able to determine more insights into individuals' lives. Size doesn't always matter, but I guess in this case it does. All of this is so momentous and an eager need of remedy. We thought that this was a big topic and also an important one to make all of you aware of. So we hope that these last 15 minutes might help you avoid some data breaches further in the future. And towards the end of our discussion today, I believe that all of us are more aware of the true world of data. It was our honor to talk on such a wide and important topic. I would also like to thank you guys and our research team for making it possible for this hot topic to be discussed. I would surely think twice before accepting cookies of different websites popping up on my browser. Also, as your TD Campus Ambassador, I encourage you to start looking into data analytics internship opportunities, which are currently posted and deadlines are closing at the end of this week. Feel free to reach out to me with any questions. If you want to know more about data privacy issues, the 10 references for this podcast are currently posted in the description box. Follow us on Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel and our Spotify for more updates. Goodbye, everyone, and good luck with all of your exams and assignments.